You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. friends welcome to the Rua Space podcast I'm Phil and I'm Erin and we're glad to have you here with us today where we can explore how to make space for the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives it's been a while since we've recorded an episode together <laughs> it has been it's been a lot of guests a lot of meditations a lot of other stuff going on so this is exciting to sort of be back with you today so this isn't a part of a series we are releasing this on good friday now of course you can listen to this anytime because it is applicable but we specifically wanted to talk about some of the stuff related to good friday to even to what happened to jesus on thursday before he was crucified on Friday, right? I know we talk a lot about spiritual disciplines like prayer, meditation, but I actually want to talk about a slightly different one that I think might be one of the most significant and important spiritual disciplines during this time. And I mean, honestly, during any time, but especially while we're going through this time of struggle, I think this might be something we all ought to be engaging. So I'm going to take over and read the passage for us. This is John chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God, So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? This is a beautiful story, and there's so many levels to it. The first one being, Jesus knew he was going to die. Can you imagine if you knew tomorrow you were going to die and your response was, I'm going to go and serve, right? I'm going to go and serve someone. He doesn't just serve in any way. He takes the position of the lowest of the low servant. Because this is the ancient world where people walked around in like flip-flops, basically, right? In (laughs) sandals. And they would step in all kinds of stuff along the path. I mean, I remember when I was there, I walked around in flip-flops and my feet were a different color at the end of the day. And that's with modern city systems that keep (laughs) streets relatively clean or trails are, you know, picked up. (laughs) Right. So when you would get to someone's house, they would often have someone wash the feet. Now, this was a dirty, disgusting job. Some have even suggested that Jewish people wouldn't hold this job. It was like too low to wash someone's feet. So here's Jesus then, knowing he's going to die, and he puts on the servant's towel and washes the disciples' feet. But it goes even another level because it mentions Judas. Mm. Judas is the one who betrays him and he knew it. And he still washed his feet. That's significant to me. That he knowingly washed the feet, not just of those who loved him, but those who betrayed him. 
And this is what Jesus does right before being taken off to the Romans to, to be crucified and everything. And what's significant then is John chapter 13, verse 34. All right, so skipping ahead then. A new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. It's easy to say, let's love everyone, right? But what Jesus just did is take the most menial, degrading, lowest of the low job and did it for the person who was basically turning him over to be murdered by the oppressive state. Mm. So we, Jesus is saying, when we can live in such a way toward others, that shows that we're his disciples. Because who else would do such a thing? It wouldn't even make sense. But Jesus is saying, I so loved you. I want you to show that power doesn't really have the power in the world. Those who, who we think have all the power, right? Like the Romans crucified Jesus and thought they had won. Right. There's even this early picture of um, a donkey and it, and it shows a guy and it says Alexa Menos worships, you know, his God or whatever, basically making fun of him because it's like, well, your God died. And Jesus is saying, actually, the act of sacrificing yourself in order to love someone else. Now, this doesn't mean we all literally need to go get crucified, right? But no, please, he's, no. Right. <laughs> but he's showing the, the sacrificial act of saying, I'm going to serve you in a way that isn't comfortable, that is going above and beyond. That actually is the way to peace in the world. Mm -hmm. So this is a spiritual discipline when we can serve someone else. Now, feet washing doesn't necessarily have the same connotations today, right? And right. we are, we do have different callings. There are some people maybe called to do more risky things. Some people called to serve in a different way. But what becomes clear to me is if we are looking to make space for the spirit and we do that through prayer, right? We're doing that now with yoga. We're doing that with meditation, with scripture, with all these things. Embodying it through service is actually just as important. Saying, I'm going to actually literally do what Jesus did. I'm going to go into the world and I'm going to do this. That is making space for the spirit. And so in this time, a lot of people, you know, I'm talking to a lot of people and you may be listening to this long after this coronavirus pandemic is over, right? It could be 10 years from now that you're listening to this, but I guarantee there's probably something in your life causing some anxiety or something that is, has you a little bit worried. And I hear from a lot of people, like I, I feel overwhelmed, right? Or I feel a loss of control. I feel a difficulty and people want to know what to do. So what I think is so incredible about service and what God is demonstrating through Jesus here is when you have something difficult that you are facing. Now, obviously, you know us, we are solid proponents of, you know, taking time for your mental health, spending time in meditation, reflecting on scripture. It's a balance. But absolutely. Jesus knows he's about to die. He's choosing to serve someone else. And there's actually a lot of psychologists and therapists who are coming out now in the midst of this coronavirus challenge who are saying, if you can find a way to serve somebody else and to think about someone else, even if it's something we might consider simple, such as reaching out to them, um, someone who might be lonely, maybe decorate, you know, there's a lot of people decorating their doors. So people walking by find joy. Um, I've heard of people doing the like door drop where you put together a package, leave it on a neighbor's doorstep, mm -hmm. ring the bell and then get yourself out of there. <laughs> um, but, but when we can 
expend some energy where our eyes are taken off of ourselves and they're put on another person and we consider what would genuinely make a difference for that person today and carry it out, that not only serves them, but it, it helps us to have a more balanced, healthy perspective because our eyes are now not stuck on our own problems. Um, it, it gives us perspective, if you will. And so I think it's so brilliant that that is what Jesus is demonstrating here because I don't know that there's many issues more weighty than impending death to have us focus in on ourselves naturally. Right, and that's why I think one of the things we need the most right now is to serve one another Mm -hmm. because when you do it, you know, we want to feel close to God. We want to feel close to who God made us to be. Well, this is who God made us to be. When you serve someone, you are partaking of the reconciliation that Jesus did on the cross. And then Paul tells us in Corinthians, you are now ministers of this. So when we do this, we're becoming, we're acting out of who we are meant to be. And we're going to feel close to God. We're going to feel close to Jesus. We're going to hear the Holy Spirit because this is what Jesus was and is doing in the world. So we're literally joining in. We're like synchronizing our life with the life of Mm. Jesus. So in the midst of all this stuff going on, friends, one of the most important spiritual disciplines might be serving someone. Now, of course, be careful. Don't break social distancing. We need to be smart. We don't want to put anyone at harm, right? Mm -hmm. But there are creative things you can do that Aaron even just mentioned. And, you know, even if it's calling someone who's lonely, I've been going through, I know personally, and just each day thinking, who's someone that I haven't talked to in a while? And just emailing them Mm -hmm. and saying, how are you guys doing? How can I be praying for you? I've been doing that, but with texting. Right. Well, it's easier for me to text (laughs) with the kids around all the time. But maybe, and if it's someone in your house, instead of foot washing, maybe do a foot massage, right? Ooh, right? You may serve me that way <laughs> but, but friends, you, you kind of get the idea of where we're going here, that this, I, is a, okay. this is a way to really make space for the spirit in this time. Absolutely. And I think one of the questions a lot of us have, I'm going to bring the parenting angle in here because that's the reality. I'm living out through this. Um, a lot of us are wondering, too, how to help our children through this because our kids are two and four right now, and even they have a sense that things aren't normal, stuff isn't as it used to be. They know about the quote-unquote sick germ that's going around. And um, being able to not only serve ourselves, but model that for our children, and then encourage our children to participate in that as well. Who is a friend that you've been missing? What do you think they would appreciate? How can we serve Mm. them? Because the truth is that what's on our hearts as adults, these things that we're struggling with, when there's these times of change or challenge, our children oftentimes are feeling those same things as well. So I would encourage you, if you are a parent, to see how you can involve your child in an age-appropriate way. And of course, like Phil said, social distancing, keep to yourselves. (laughs) But there are many ways that we can still reach out and connect to one another without having to physically be present next to another person. Absolutely. And by doing so, Jesus says the world will know you're my disciple. So friends, in this difficult time, how do we share the good news? This is it. We love one another. We serve one another. So friends, our invitation is whatever you might be experiencing right now, may you make the space to serve. May you open and let those creative juices flow 
in a way you could love someone and by doing so, create space for the spirit yourself and proclaim to the world that Jesus' life, death, and resurrection truly is the good news. Grace and peace be with you.